baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hello and welcome to another edition of Second Amendment Radio here on FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo in studio with producer Chad Ellis, Aaron Tarlow, my partner, co-host of the show and owner of Southern Armory, is out this week fighting crime somewhere in this great nation. Uh, Aaron is out doing good and he will be back in studio with us uh, next week, I hope. So uh, it's going to be me, but I have got a, uh, I got some VIP guests lined up for you a little bit later on in the show. We are going to talk to our friend Alex Salzman from the Missouri Firearms Coalition. There is a national story going around. Uh, Aaron and I touched on it a little bit last week, but uh, there's some new developments and there's some stuff that I want to talk to Alex about with this story. It's a red flag law story out of the state of Colorado. Uh, The state and the governor has passed, and this is since last week's show. It was not passed last week. It is now. Uh, this red flag law in Colorado, and there are law enforcement officers, a sheriff uh, specifically that's making national news there in Colorado, that says he was he's not going to enforce this law, and he could end up sitting in his own jail if he doesn't uh, cooperate with this law. So uh, very interesting stuff. We've talked a lot about red flag laws on this show, uh, particularly with Alex, because she's the one on the front lines here in the state of Missouri fighting against red flag laws and fighting for your Second Amendment rights down there in Jefferson City so often uh, with that group, the Missouri Firearms Coalition. So always interesting to talk to Alex. That is coming up in uh, just a little bit. And right now... My leadoff hitter, we're coming out strong, coming out shooting, if you will. We're coming out strong with my buddy Tim Shelsvik. Tim's been on the show many times. You may remember him from the Thinking Woodsman website and podcast. Tim is now with Drury Outdoors, working on a podcast with them and a bunch of other uh, great stuff that we will talk about now. Tim, great to talk with you. How you doing? I'm good, Tom. How about you? I can't complain. Can't complain one bit. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today and stepping in when uh, when Aaron's not here. I need all the help I can get, so I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> well, it's springtime. There's just so much to talk about. No it's kidding. Kind of excited to kind of get through the uh, paralyzing wintertime and now into where you can get out and enjoy yourself a little easier. Yes, yes. So, um, talk about first before we get into there's some issues and some you know activities that I want to talk to you about. But first, uh, tell folks about Drury Outdoors and what you do there, the podcast that people can check out, and the Deercast product uh, that uh, we've talked about here on the show before. That I know Aaron is a, a huge fan of. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so Drury Outdoors has been around for this is our 30 year anniversary. So back in 1989, brothers Mark and Terry Drury. Uh, came out with a, uh, a turkey hunting video called King of the Spring. And uh, it was a VHS title. And from there, it kind of launched into a series of additional VHS titles and then onto DVDs. And the company has grown since that time. It's a local, it's, you know, based started in Bloomsdale, Missouri, more kind of a St. Louis based company. 
but uh, but for the past 30 years, we've been producing uh, deer and turkey hunting and big game hunting videos. And uh, in the early 2000s, moved into television, where now we um, we produce four TV shows in the Outdoor Channel and Pursuit Network. And uh, we also have a very strong YouTube channel and uh, and very active on social media. And our newest our newest kind of platform that we're that we're working with is called Deercast. And Deercast is an app uh, for deer and turkey hunters and kind of hunters in general um, that offers a forecast of likely deer movement based on the. 70 combined years that Mark and Terry have hunting whitetails and uh, pulls in data from your local weather forecast and it runs it through this custom-built algorithm that that Mark and Terry built with the help of an app developer. And it really forecasts the best times to to deer hunt. It's unlike anything else that's out there. There are lunar tables and there are uh, they're kind of almanac-style hunting guides, but there's nothing like there's nothing data-driven as much as DeerCast. And then within the DeerCast app is our entire DVD and VHS library, starting back from 1989. There's literally mm-hmm. thousands of minutes of really compelling, really well-produced hunting videos in there that people can watch for free right now. The app is free to download. Uh, in addition to our kill shots, so people can go in and see what you normally have to wait for a year to, to catch on our television shows. We're now showing you within the app. So you can go and you can see our, right now we got a bunch of turkey kills that are popping up from our team members. Mm. But it's really just a, a, a cool app. And then also within the app, <laughs> there's a, a, a page we call, we're calling it the Farm Giveaway page. So like I said, we're celebrating our 30 years in the outdoor industry this year. And to celebrate, we purchased a 60-acre farm in northern Missouri. We've installed food plots. We've identified uh, deer stand locations. We've hung some gates and hung some trail cameras, and we are giving a 60-acre farm away. We're going to do the drawing on December 15th of 2019, so this winter. We're going to be giving that farm away to, uh, to someone who's entered, and you can enter via DeerCast. You can also check out our website to see other options, but... DeerCast is the best place to go and kind of see how the farm is evolving under Mark and Terry's stewardship and how they're putting in uh, in the food plots. And we're even showing uh, trail cam pictures of the deer that are on the property so folks can see the deer they could potentially be hunting. And it, like I said, it, it's completely free to, uh, to enter. And then on top of the farm, Every month, we're giving away a prize pack from one of our sponsors. Uh, so last month, it was a full lineup of Mossyoak Biologic seeds and planters and soil testing kits. Uh, there's just a ton of stuff that, that we're giving away. It's over $33,000 of monthly prizes on top of a $100,000 farm uh, giveaway. Dang. So there's a lot going on with DeerCast. And like I said, it's free right now. Later this summer, we're going to launch into kind of a and then a, a tiered paid model for folks. But right now, the app is just completely free. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that, that farm giveaway is amazing. 60-acre farm, giving it away to celebrate 30 years of Drury Outdoors. Uh, that's crazy. And, yeah, that deer cast. Get in now. Download it for free. Check it all out. Get to know it. And then, and then if you guys do move to that tiered pay system in a few months, y- you'll know how much you want to 
to participate with it. You may be in love with yeah. it and ready to pay for it. You may just want to stick to what you guys offer for free, but it's a perfect sure. time. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is a perfect time to download it for free and start going through all those archives and obviously sign up to win the farm. I mean, come on. Um, yeah. And uh, and then and then get to know it now while everything is uh, while everything's available to you, right? It's completely yeah. It's, it's been completely free for this first season because we really wanted people to play with it and and and, and really see just how accurate it is. And there's some really cool new features that we're adding that I can't quite. I can't quite share with everyone just yet, but we're going to be we're going to be sharing as we get a little closer to our uh, to our, our, our DeerCast Gen 2 launch date this summer. But there's some really awesome. The the app is cool as it is, but there's some really cool stuff that's coming along the way this summer. And, and then Tony, if you haven't down, if you haven't registered yet, there's a couple ponds on the property that oh. we've been talking here recently about stocking. There's already oh. some fish in them, but we are going to actually go in and and probably stock them on top of what they've already got. So it's kind of like a hunter's paradise. Not only can you deer and turkey hunt, but you can waterfowl hunt, and you can fish on it. Ugh, dude, that's the dream. I mean, for me, that's the dream, to own a big plot of land like that that has either ponds, you know, a couple ponds or a big lake or something like that on it or near it where I can just go out my back door Go outside and hop in a John boat and go fishing. Uh, that is the dream. So I, I will be registering. There's no. I mean, I'm not. We're not related or anything. So I'm not disqualified from not winning, right? I, think. <laughs> I mean, we can check. Back. We can always do the DNA ancestry right, right. testing if we need to. But um, as far as I know, we're not related. So I think that I am. I'm still very eligible to win that farm. Yeah. Although, if you win, I have to have, like, oh, an open invite. Oh, yeah. And hunt that. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. No problem. No <laughs> problem. Idiot. <laughs> no problem. I mean, that what an amazing giveaway. I mean, giving away an entire 60-acre farm, that is absolutely, that's the, absolutely you know, incredible. The, the, the really cool thing, and I, I've, I've been, I, I freelanced with Jury Outdoors for a few years before I came on full-time, and, and in the outdoor industry, there's a lot of self-promotion, a lot of kind of look at me and, and what I'm doing and what I can do. And the, the really cool thing about Mark and Terry and then the whole Jury Outdoors outfit is that our focus, our philosophy is really grounded in helping hunters and outdoorsmen become better at what they do. And it's not, hey, look at us. We're, you know, we're the best and look what we have. It's, the focus has really always been about the audience and the fans and, and, and the, the hunters out in the hunting community. And so this is, this is just kind of a magnified way of showing what the heart of what we've been doing for the past 30 years is, is giving back as much as we can. So yeah. we're, we're just, we're so excited about handing the keys to that farm to someone. We're actually going to do it at the Archery Trade Association show. I think it's in Indianapolis this year in January. So we're going to, the Archery Trade Association has signed on to this and they're going to fly a person in and, and pay for their hotels and meals and everything. And, uh, and we're going to do a big, uh, a big celebration of handing someone over the keys to the farm. That is that is absolutely incredible. And you know all that stuff that just that you just talked about about Drury Outdoors and its history, and uh, you know obviously its dedication to working here locally. It's and and the fact that they are a a, a local Missouri 
company. Yeah. I mean, that's just it, there's so many reasons to go and support Drury Outdoors and uh, go try to win yourself a farm. I mean, that's absolutely amazing. So it's not deer season right now, but um, hunting. Is there is there some season open all year long, or is there is there a sort of a downtime for hunting? Like where where are we at right now? Yeah, we're we're kind of spooling up here in Missouri. Um, coyotes are pretty much fair game, with the exception during turkey season. But coyotes are pretty much fair game almost any time of year. But most everything else, there are chunks of the year where it's just they're they're off limits. Uh, I think squirrels come back into season in late May. Um, we just had last weekend. We just had the, the Missouri youth turkey season. So it was a couple days long, uh, and then coming up April fifteenth through May fifth is uh, is our is our statewide spring turkey season. That's that's kind of the next big thing on on everyone's calendar is getting out to, to try to kill the gobbler. Right, right. So yeah, so it sounds like there's there's always at least something that's right around the corner. If there's not something happening right now, I think a lot of people just think of deer hunting as being like the only hunting season. But that's not yeah. the case. If you want to get into this stuff, there's there's something that you can do almost all year long. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, and, 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 and a lot of guys that deer hunt know that it's a pursuit that there are, it's a multidisciplinary. So if you're not actively hunting, you're shooting or you're managing your property, putting in, putting in food plots mm-hmm. uh, or you're hanging trail cams or you're checking your, uh, your tree stands. There's there's a lot that you can be doing outside of just simply hunting uh, to to pass the time. And then as, as it warms up a little bit, I know a lot of folks will be hitting the river to do some more bow fishing um, because that that's continuing to gain in popularity as we continue to have more of these invasive um, fish species in our waterways. Yeah. And so that's becoming more and more mainstream from where it was. So there's definitely a lot to do. And, 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 and here in Missouri, obviously, it's hot and it's humid in the summertime, but you can have a lot of fun shooting squirrels with a 22 or a 17 or even, you know, a 20 gauge out, out in the trees in the summer. And I, I grew up hunting squirrels, and I, I just have a soft spot in my heart for it, and I actually like eating them. Uh, so I look forward to squirrels. I, I think squirrel hunting is a great way to introduce kids to hunting because it's pretty active, and your chances are good you're going to see something. It's just important the kids have success when they go out. Yeah, absolutely, and I think it's that way. I think it's that way with fishing as well. As you know, I'm a I'm I'm way more of a fisherman than I am a hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only hunted a couple of times. Uh, I fish every chance I get, and so I am super excited. Uh, you know, that we're here now where the weather has finally turned around. We're finally getting some nice days. We're able to get outside and, and get to fishing. I've already been out a couple of times this year. Um, but bow fishing is something that I have not ever experienced. You just said that that is something that is, is catching on. Is that catching on because of, you mentioned the invasive um, species. I assume you're talking about the Asian carp problem that so yeah. many waterways around the country are are facing right now uh what is what's the latest on the asian carp situation and is it as bad as some people had kind of feared and is that what is that what people are bow fishing when you say that uh, that's a growing sport 
Uh, yeah, most people are are bow fishing uh, those invasive species. Although it is it is legal to shoot common carp, which are an invasive species. Also, they've just been here for a hundred years or more. We're just kind of used to them by now. Right. But uh, but but it is legal to shoot gar. Uh, there are different species of gar that are that are legal to shoot. Um, so so it's kind of a mixed bag. But on the whole, I think most uh, buffalo. I guess buffalo for, for folks that are bow fishing the big impoundments like Table Rock and Bull Shoals, Lake of the Ozarks, there are some really big buffalo in there, and those are a, a native fish. But by and large, people are shooting the exotics, and they are just, they're so prolific. There are so many, yeah. there are so many of these Asians in the water, and they take up so much biomass. So most folks are, yeah, they're, they're shooting those fish. Um, some of them are eating them. You know, if you shoot them out of clean enough water, they're eating them, and there are great recipes and stuff for, for doing that. But then also, bow fishing equipment is becoming more and more uh, 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 well designed, and more bow companies are getting behind it. And so, whereas it used to be you know, you're kind of hodgepodging together a bow fishing rig and you know, maybe an old whitetail hunting bow you decommission, uh, there now a lot of companies are making. Uh, purpose-built bow fishing bows, and so that, I think that's helping it become more mainstream. And there are a lot of tournaments starting up all over the place, and, uh, and it just doesn't take a whole lot of skill to get into it. Right. It's, it's a lot of fun because it's a lot of shooting. Yeah, and the action. You stick a fish, and they're splashing around, and <laughs> you see your arrow dancing on the water. That's just that's pretty cool. I can't even imagine. I, I I've got to try it because it it sounds like an absolute blast. Is the we're running out of time, so um, I want to ask you a couple more questions, but we got to go as quick as we can. Um, are the is the Asian carp situation? As bad as we as some people had feared, or are we finding that there are some ways for other uh, aquatic life to sort of coexist with these Asian carp, and they're not squeezing out other species as as feared, or is it as bad as we thought? I think I think we're kind of hitting the the level of homeostasis, like we're hitting a level where they don't appear to be growing exponentially like they were. Uh, it looks like it looks like we've kind of hit a plateau, and the you know the wildlife biologists may have a different, but but I've spoken with some of them. They kind of feel like where we are is probably where we're gonna be. Although there are efforts to try to trap them or try to in- introduce like uh, uh, different viruses that will attack only these particular fish. Yeah. On the Illinois side, I know they're introducing alligator gar, which are huge. They go to huge sizes, and they think that maybe they'll be able to put a dent in the population. But I think I think right now probably what we have is what we're going to have going yeah. forward. Gotcha. And then the last time we talked, uh, we talked a lot about chronic wasting disease and what an issue that was starting to be within the deer population in the state of Missouri. Is that still as big of a issue as it was before? You know, it, it, it's funny because I, I think it is. There, there's still no cure for it. Um, but it's kind of falling off people's radars because it's not deer season. And so mm. people aren't as amped up about it. We just have such short attention spans as a public in general. Uh, but it is, it is still very much an issue. There's still no cures for it. Um, and there's still a lot of research being done. And there's still quite a variety and diversity of opinions on what's causing it and why it's happening or if it even exists. Uh, so it's kind of, it kind of remains a hot button issue. It's just kind of laying dormant while we're not in the heat of deer hunting. Season. Right, right. Are you guys still doing the podcast there, Drury? 
Yeah, yeah. It's called the 100% Wild Podcast, and it airs pretty much every Wednesday. We have uh, special guests on that answer questions that are submitted by our listeners. And so if you want to submit a question, just go to drearyoutdoors.com slash podcast. There's a, a send voicemail tab on the page. Folks can tap on that and send us a voicemail, and then we'll actually play the audio of their question on the show. So it's kind of like they're on the show also, and we'll send them a free Drury Outdoors hat if they get their question used on air. Ooh, nice. Nice. Yeah, but it's on YouTube, so if you want to see just how attractive we are, you can watch <laughs> it on the show. Why Very attractive. I can, I can uh, attest to that. Very attractive young man. <laughs> <laughs> this has been uh, we're talking to Tim Shelsvik from Drury Outdoors Tim before we let you go uh, one more time how can people sign up to win the 60 acre farm that Drury oh, you heard me right 60 acre farm that Drury Outdoors is just giving away to celebrate their 30th anniversary super cool stuff how can people register for that and also how can people uh, check out the DeerCast um, app yeah, yeah. So, so the answer is pretty much the same for both questions. Get the DeerCast app and then go to the farm giveaway page in there, and it'll literally take a minute to, uh, to put in your email and name and uh, submit your, uh, your registration. And that not only qualifies you for the farm giveaway contest, but also the monthly prizes that we're giving away, too. So it's, uh, it's definitely a win-win proposition. That is great stuff. Tim Shelsvik from Drury Outdoors, thanks so much for your time. I'm sure we'll talk to you again real soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Tony. You bet. All right, we got to take a quick break, but there's plenty more Second Amendment radio to go. When we get back, we're going to talk to our friend Alex Salzman from the Missouri Firearms Coalition. We're going to talk about some red flag laws. We're going to get a stupid gun law from her and uh, see what's going on here in the state of Missouri, in Jefferson City, as some of these gun bills have been proposed, and we'll see if they are passing through the Missouri legislation. We'll get all that information from Alex. Don't go anywhere. It's second. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio, FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo in studio with Chad Ellis. Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, is out this week on location, on report, whatever you call it. Uh, but he will be back next week. Uh, big thank you to Tim Shelsvik from Drury Outdoors. We just wrapped up a conversation with Tim. Uh, great to, to check in with him, hear about that 60-acre farm in northern Missouri that uh, Drury Outdoors is giving away to celebrate their 30th anniversary. Uh, if you missed any of that conversation, don't forget, you can always, of course, download our podcast absolutely free on our website, 971talk.com, or on the radio.com app. Radio.com app is absolutely fantastic. You can stream the radio station 24 
24-7. And you can download all of the podcasts, all of the shows that do podcasts here on the radio station. You can get them all right there. Uh, absolutely free with a click of a button. Radio.com app. Go and check it out. Right now, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, we have another great guest joining us. Alex Salzman, been on the show many times from the Missouri Firearms Coalition. Always great to and very informational to talk to uh, Alex. How are you, Alex? Great to talk with you. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. So uh, let's just dive right in. Last week... Uh, Aaron and I talked a little bit about this red flag bill that is, I guess it's now passed. It's I, I think it's a done deal in the state of Colorado. Um, very contentious situation made national news. Uh, there, it, it, If you look at the map of Colorado county by county, it, it was almost a split in who supported this this bill and who didn't support it but the way that the legislature was broken out there was plenty of votes in in that state's senate and house to pass this bill the governor of colorado is all for it uh, but there are many people in the state and many law enforcement members in the state of colorado that are against this red flag law particularly this one sheriff who said that he'll sit in his own jail before enforcing it um, can you give us a, an update on what's happening in Colorado and, and just sort of shed some light on the whole situation that's happening there? Well, yeah, like you said, they the governor did sign the red flag bill, and the fight is far from over. Um, more than half of the county governments have now passed resolutions uh, that indicate that they want no part. They don't want to enforce the red flag laws. They, they will not infringe on the right of the people to keep and bear arms within their community. Uh, they've got sheriffs that are saying that these are Second Amendment sanctuary cities and sanctuary counties and that we will not be infringing on people's rights and that we would rather um, that they would rather sit in jail themselves to protect the Constitution, to defend the Second Amendment. Um, so, yeah, Colorado's got quite a battle, quite a battle happening there. The, the gun owners and grassroots um, Second Amendment supporters are not happy, are not happy one bit. And Alex, quickly, I, I feel like we do this all the time, and and I don't mean to to sound like a broken record, but when I go out and I talk to people on the street about this issue, and I bring up red flag laws, I am surprised to learn that there are still many, many people who don't understand what they are and potentially how bad they could be. So for the people that uh, don't know what a red flag bill is or a red flag law is, could you uh, explain how it works and and why it's so bad? Sure. So red flag orders, sometimes they're called extreme risk protection orders by the left. Uh, They basically allow someone to make a claim against you that you are a danger to yourself or others and then ask the judge to seize your firearms. And the room for abuse in this process should have everyone concerned whether you are a firearm owner or not. These gun seizure orders are issued before you're convicted or even charged with anything. So a gun owner with no criminal background could have his firearm seized before he's ever even set foot in a courtroom. In fact, most of the time, the first time that you're even aware that any of this has happened is when law enforcement is at your front door to seize your firearm. And that's because at these proceedings that determine whether or not to strip you of your firearms, they happen in secret. They're called ex parte proceedings. Um, they take place in your absence. So you have no ability to question your accuser. 
You have no ability to provide for your own defense or provide your own evidence. Um, this, like I said, it has the potential for massive, massive abuse. I mean, we all know um, someone that has gone through a bad divorce. You know, imagine what an embittered ex-spouse can do or an embittered ex-boyfriend or an ex-girlfriend can do mm-hmm. um, if these laws were to go into effect, or even a neighbor that doesn't like your Trump sign. Now, that's what, um, in a nutshell, that's what a red flag order is. Yeah, and it's incredible because, as you just illustrated, the person that has this complaint filed against them has no idea it's happening. There's an entire hearing in many of these cases. There's an entire hearing that is done where they determine whether or not you are a threat to yourself or others with your gun. And you don't and you don't even know what's happening. You're not invited. You're not told. This hearing happens. Your accuser is allowed to be there and make their case to the judge. But you're not, and, and like you said, it's not until police officers are knocking on your door and telling you to submit your weapons, and then, and then you're allowed, after that, once you're, all your guns are gone, then you're allowed to start the long process of trying to prove that you were, that you were n- truly not a threat and, and hopefully get your guns back. But that can take... How long? Weeks, months, maybe a year before you would you would get your get your property back? Well, and that that depends on a state by state case. Um, so, in some states, the the appeals process or the extension process is incredibly lengthy. So, there's a a good chance that once these firearms are m- removed from your possession, that you may never see them. Wow. You may never see them again. Wow! Because they can keep extending it and keep appealing it and just you know, work you through the process until you're out of funds to fight it or out of motivation and just want to move on with your life because you are a law-abiding citizen and you really haven't done anything wrong and you just want to move on. They're just trying to wear you down. And right now, the horrible thing is that about red flags is that they're sitting on a very national stage right now. They are front and yeah. center yeah. because Lindsey Graham just took, the Republican from South Carolina, just took these uh, red flag gun seizures uh, their piece of legislation through the Senate Judiciary Committee, which that should have every Republican and every firearm owner, that should be a red flag in and of itself. Yeah. Normally, we would be okay if, if in a Republican-controlled U.S. Senate, you and I would be safe to ignore these kind of gun-grab threats, you know, this this anti-gun rhetoric on the left, but that's not the case anymore. Yeah. What the Republicans in, in D.C. are doing they're trying to pass a bill that will incentivize the states with federal funding to pass their own red flag bill. So they're dangling the carrot, wow. so to speak, uh, in front of all of the states, hoping um, to entice the states to pass their own red flag. Yeah. Uh, the red flag bills. And it's more than just, you know, this is not coming from Democrats. Marco Rubio is the, is the sponsor of this bill. More than just Rubio and Graham. Truth be told, pro Second Amendment supporters, pro-Second Amendment Republicans from all over the country are jumping onto this Bloomberg-funded nightmare. Yeah, it's and it's amazing. And, okay, I, I'm not going to ask you to get in the mind of a politician because that's impossible. But <laughs> we see, like you just said, typically people that are very strong on Second Amendment rights, Republicans. We've seen states like Florida where they had a Republican-controlled House, they had a Republican-controlled Senate, and, and still red flag laws passed in that state. 
We've seen the NRA in many cases uh, be okay with these. Why do they do people just these these politicians, these Republicans, do they not understand the bill? Like, what is the typical reasoning for somebody who claims to be a big Second Amendment supporter? What how do they justify being okay with a red flag law? Well, like you said, there are so many states right now that are uh, jumping on on board with this. There are 14 of them, um, including the the Colorado bill that just passed. Basically, what we're afraid of, we're afraid that if they pass this at the national level and incentivize the states, we've already given them cover because the Trump administration is for these red flag gun seizures. He's encouraging, the administration is encouraging the state to adopt this similar to what Florida has. Um, They're getting cover from the NRA. Like you said, the NRA uh, says that as long as they pull out the ex parte proceedings, you know, they tweak the language a little bit, you know, in hopes that you'll just think the bill is harmless and stop fighting it. Um, That's providing them cover. They're getting cover from the NRA. They're getting cover from the administration. If they get this bill that will give them federal funding, we're afraid that lawmakers in Missouri are going to do what lawmakers in other red states have done as the pressure mounts. And like I said, just try to tweak it a little bit and pass it and hope that we'll just, you know, stop fighting it because, you know, it's Republican-approved gun control now. Yeah. You you spent a lot of time there in Jeff City uh, fighting for Second Amendment rights, and you've gotten to know a lot of these uh, issues that are in, in, in the state of Missouri. Do you, are you, do you have any reason to believe that this is coming to our state, these red flag laws? Well, we've got them filed right now in Missouri in both the House and Senate. Um, and with the states that are pushing, the, it's pending in Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania. Right now, all of the states at least have it on record, on the books. It's, it's filed. When this bill comes down from uh, D.C., that incentivizes the states, it's going to be ready and raring to go, and there will be no stopping the, mo- the momentum. Mm. You know, once, it, once we've got cover, we've got Republican support, we've got NRA support, we've got Republican funding from, from D.C., there will be nothing to stop us because we've already had it introduced. The conversation has already been started. So it's us to, to really put forth a constant, determined effort to make these legislators know in D.C. and in Missouri and in red states like Missouri that we want no part yeah. of these red flag gun seizure orders. Yeah. No Ta- part whatsoever. Talking to Alex Salzman from the Missouri Firearms Coalition, what is the best way that people can make their voices heard and do everything that they can do to stop these bills from from coming to our state? We've got to let, we've got to let the representatives know, the senators know um, that you stand against that. So join us. Join the Missouri Firearms Coalition. You can go to MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org. You can join us on Facebook. Uh, we do a lot of live streams. We're at the Capitol a lot. I was just in Jefferson City to testify uh, for the bill to end the deadly gun-free zones. Uh, we're trying to move that bill in Jefferson City. There's a lot of action items on our website and on our Facebook page of how you can get involved. We've got some really good gun bills that we're trying to move in Jefferson City, but nothing moves in Jefferson City unless it's pushed. So we need you to stand with us, join us online. Um, you know, we need these resources to fight these fights on your behalf. So if you can chip in, 
please do so. If not, send your emails, call your legislators, uh, stand with us, do everything you can, and, and check in for updates because we'll, yeah. we'll let you know what needs to be done. Only a couple minutes to go. I did want to touch on one positive story that I was reporting on earlier in this week, and that is that the state of Missouri seems on track to pass a bill that will allow people to carry guns on college campuses. Can you uh, talk about that bill a little bit? And, and is that something that you think is it will indeed be the law here? Oh, I hope so. So you're talking about HB 575, which was originally it started out as a campus security bill. Um, Representative Jared Taylor out of Springfield, who is actually the, co- the sponsor for our gun-free zone bill, uh, Representative Taylor uh, ran an amendment to the campus security bill uh, that would remove the state-mandated gun-free zones. That amendment passed 94 to 41. Now, mm-hmm. the final vote is still forthcoming, so we still need support if we think that we want to pass campus carry. Uh, it's on the table and it is moving, but it's not going to get all the way unless there's some serious heat that comes because it still needs to get through the Senate and we're done mid-May. So it's got to move and it's got to move quick. So you can definitely, we have pre-written emails, MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org, so that you can send your legislator an email telling them that you want us to pass campus carry, you want us to get rid of these dangerous gun-free zones in college campuses and let these people defend themselves. Yes, absolutely. Definitely a good bill. Uh, that is worth supporting. Yeah, no kidding. And very positive that so far the votes have been pretty overwhelming in support of getting that passed. Uh, one of my favorite things to talk to Alex about and get from her is a stupid gun law from somewhere in the great country uh, that we live in. Uh, Alex, do you have a stupid gun law for us? I do. So right. this one, in light of the 2020 elections coming up, We've got a representative from California that has just announced that he's running for president, and he is running on gun control. So Eric Swalwell proposed a mandatory buyback of all, quote, military-style semi-automatic assault weapons, which you and I both know isn't really a thing, uh, just like in New Zealand. (laughs) So he's proposing the mandatory buyback. He says he's the only candidate calling for a mandatory national gun buyback of military-style semi-automatic assault weapons like in New Zealand. says it's bold and will cost money, but it's constitutional. And he's not just talking about banning future uh, manufacturing of firearms, but he just wants to go ahead and take back the 15 million or so that are out there already. Wow. And he's doing it to take the most dangerous weapons out of the hands of the most dangerous people. And to me, which is you, is, which is you and yeah, me. Exactly. Yeah. Which is me, the, the, the woman trying to protect her children. And right. I. Exactly. Unbelievable. It's the stupid gun bill award of the week. because at, <laughs> least, at least he's not hiding the real Democrat agenda. Right. I mean, yeah, I only have one that's straight coming out and saying we're coming to take your guns. We're not beating around the bush. We'll turn them in. <laughs> Such a so, great point. Great point. He's just doing it to run for president. But yeah. there you go, folks. Stupid gun bills brought to you by California <laughs> Democrats running for president. I love it. I love it. Alex Salzman from the Missouri Firearms Coalition. Thanks so much for your time, as always. And again, go to MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org and support that organization. Sign the petitions and uh, help stop these red flag laws from coming to our state and any 
other ridiculous gun laws that might be tried to uh, sneak under the radar. Uh, Missouri Firearms Coalition is on the front line to stop all that. Alex, uh, thanks so much for your time. I hope we talk to you again real soon. Always a pleasure. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. All right. We need to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. More Second Amendment Radio coming next on FM News Talk 97.1. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio, FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo in studio with producer Chad Ellis, Aaron Tarlow. Not here this week, but he will be back next week. He is out doing his thing. He's on assignment. Chad, that's where he's at this week. What do you think he would say about the music selection this week? <laughs> he, he's never, he's he's a grumpy old man when it comes to the music <laughs> selection, so he probably wouldn't like it, but he I would, do. He would literally hate, hate the, <laughs> last, the last song we played, yeah. he would hate it. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, that's it, that's for sure. Um, so you got to find some classic rock and have that ready. Or 90s. <laughs> Can't go any more than like 1995. That's when he quit listening to music. We, we go off the rails when Aaron's not here. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. <laughs> and that is all right. Uh, we had a great show today with uh, Tim Shelsvik from Drury Outdoors. Started the show with him talking about hunting, talking about the 60-acre farm that Drury Outdoors is giving away. Uh, then a great talk with Alex Salzman, uh, great stupid gun law, um, red flag law discussion, stuff that's happening here in the state of Missouri. If you missed any of that, don't forget you can always download the Second Amendment Radio podcast on our website at 971talk.com or better yet, go to the radio.com app. Radio.com app is absolutely free and when you have it, you can stream this radio station 24-7 and you can also download all the podcasts from all your favorite shows here right there with a click of a button and just pretty much anywhere else that you you download podcasts, you can find us there as well. But the website and the radio.com app are definitely the two places that I suggest you go and check out. Uh, one thing we didn't get a chance to do yet today is talk about Southern Armory. Southern Armory at southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. That's right. Uh, at 9901 Watson Road, one mile east of 270. Uh, Southern Armory, that's the store that Aaron owns, of course. Uh, right now they have uh, 10% off suppressors. Uh, there is no better place to get your CCW license, take that advanced pistol class, uh, check out the firearm simulator there. Uh, new and used firearms and all the gear and stuff that goes along with your gun and also other versions, other things for self-defense like uh, stun guns and tasers and pepper spray. They have got you covered with all of that stuff out at Southern Armory. Another thing to remember is our social media, the Second Amendment Radio Facebook page and the Southern Armory Facebook page, which Aaron goes on every week and does sort of a midweek Facebook Live check-in. Another great place to get any questions you might have answered. He does a lot of gun builds and answers a whole lot of people's questions when he's doing those live feeds. Or if you just want to shoot him a question on either one of those Facebook pages, uh, Second Amendment Radio or Southern Armory. Aaron is always there answering questions and helping people out uh, on social media and right there in the store at 9901 Watson Road, Southern Armory. So uh, make sure you check those things out and we will see you next week. That's going to do it for this edition of Second Amendment Radio. For Aaron Tarlow, who will be back next week, and our producer, Chad Ellis, I'm Tony Colombo. Thanks for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio. We'll see you back here next Saturday on FM News Talk 97.1.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.